Hello and welcome to Kiri Presents or Inspiring Stories. This is the podcast where I sit down with a special guest to share their inspiring story, journeys and thoughts along the way. So sit back and enjoy. This podcast is all about nutrition to coincide with Nutrition and Hydration Week, which is the 13th to the 19th of March this year. One in 10 of the poorest families in the UK, particularly during the COVID-19 pandemic, were forced to use food banks. And this, I'm sure, is going to be highlighted and exasperated again with the cost of living crisis that we are currently going through. Today, I talked to Fiona Chu about this topic. We actually recorded this podcast back in September 2022, as Fee is due her third child any minute now, and I'm sure she will have her hands full next year. Fee, along with her husband Gavin, have set up Bournemouth Wellbeing Experience, helping people feel healthier and happier. Fee in particular leads the nutritional workshops as part of the Aspire programme, which is a free offering funded by Bournemouth Christchurch and Paul Council. I can really see this programme benefiting in particular the poorest communities in the area. And today we will find out more about it. We will also talk about how good nutrition is part of a healthy lifestyle, try to break down some common nutritional myths and discuss how to make small changes to your lifestyle that will make all the difference. And here's the show. Like testing, testing, one, two, three. And yeah, so hi, Fee. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's so nice to have you. We are multitasking as well. We're both waiting for the Stewart's Garden Centre Christmas Grotto tickets to come on. Yeah. So, as you know, I'm a big fan of your wellness company. I always remember you telling me about it in the middle of the COVID 19 pandemic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Crazy, that seems like ages ago. It was. And we went out for a drink with the year one. Yes. Was it reception? No, it was reception. Yeah. I think it was only four of us, wasn't it was, there? Because it was a limit of six, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. There was four of us. <laughs> yeah. And we had a good old chat and um, catch up. The boys, yeah, they just started school. So the business is amazing. You started off with some virtual wellness weekends. We did, yeah. Which were brilliant. I did attend one of them. So we did the virtual makeup session, yoga, dance. Yeah. And you did a nutritional. Yeah. And there was some, yeah, I did a nutritional talk and there was some kind of like energy awareness sessions. There was. Yeah, that just seems like a lifetime ago now. It seems like kind of things have evolved and obviously we've come out of COVID and we can actually see people now in real life, which is nice. But it was such a good way to start it all off because it got the message out there, didn't it? And we could still participate at home on Zoom. So it was brilliant. And yeah, I mean, now you've teamed up with the council, helping people in the community, you're working with the Aspire Project and you're offering free classes and workshops, which is absolutely fantastic. You've got the Positive Mindset Workshops, Pilates, Boxing, and of course, your nutritional workshops, which are now face-to-face. Yeah. So tell us all about what you do in these nutritional workshops and when they're on. Yeah, so these are run as part of, as you said, the Aspire Project, which is basically giving access uh, to kind of like well-being kind of sessions and things to people in the local community. So I run sessions twice a week, so on a Tuesday at half past 12 and on a Wednesday at quarter past 12. Mm-hmm. They're 45 minutes. It's a really relaxed environment and it's just basically, so I've kind of got a 12-week programme that I take people through and it's really focused on kind of like healthy habits building on those not having kind of like big over restrictions in your diet most people want to come and talk about weight loss that is kind of 99.9% of kind of on what's people's yeah. minds mm-hmm. um but it's really just a place to kind of give people some support some guidance and kind of there's a lot of kind of different diets and stuff out there which can be really confusing mm. um so yeah it's just a place where we can kind of take people through actually what are the changes that they want to make and how can they make them sustainable and not kind of crazy fad diets, which yeah. just go all wrong. All yeah. On. Oh, we can talk about all those myths and fad diets yeah. and get your opinions about them, because that would be really interesting for people, I think. Um, so what is your background and how did you start developing your interest in nutrition? Yeah, so my background is actually very corporate. So I used to work for a big local insurer for many, many years. Yeah. Um, and then I was made redundant at the end of 2020. 
Um, my husband Gavin had already set up the business form of wellbeing experience yeah. and I'd kind of over the prior kind of probably like five, six years, I'd kind of just had my own interest in actually being fitter, eating well, kind of probably in my early 20s, I was probably more focused on going out, probably going out with lots of drinks with my friends, not eating particularly well, not doing a lot of exercise. And I was probably maybe about three stone heavier than I am now. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously I'm heavily pregnant now. Yeah. So probably like in my pre-pregnancy yeah. way. I can't imagine that though. Yeah, well, I lived at home. My mum's yeah. an amazing cook and there was just her cupboards were full. And I just didn't have that, I suppose, that real knowledge and understanding of actually mm. what I'm eating and kind of what I'm doing in my day to day, like the impact that that has. And then yeah. I just remember I just started kind of, I uh, joined the gym started going to classes I just became I I loved it I loved the way it made me feel and then I kind of started thinking oh actually right I just I did want to lose some weight because I was although I'm very tall I was too big for what I should be so I just kind of started focusing on what to eat and I made some probably silly mistakes I probably over restricted on kind of like diets that I probably tried to oh this is a great diet and just kind of naturally over time I've just kind of worked out what works well for me yeah. where I can be in a place where I can kind of eat generally what I want but I can still have like treats or what people deem as naughty food and all that kind of thing but I kind of know what makes me feel good so when I was made redundant I was like do you know what I don't want to go back into that environment again of working in an office and it's now or never so I joined Bournemouth Wellbeing Experience. So Gavin had already set that up and I retrained in nutrition because I thought it'd be a really nice kind of support of what Gavin Mm. does because he's a personal trainer. Really good add-on to the services. Yeah, definitely. And actually there's that old saying of like, kind of like abs are made in the kitchen. Now I definitely don't have abs, (laughs) (laughs) but actually what we put into our bodies and what we eat is, is so important. And you can do all the exercise that you want, but if you're not eating healthy, then it's going to have impacts kind of in different areas, whether that's your weight, whether that's your mental health, how much energy you've got, how much get up and go you've got, all of those kind of things. So it's just kind of born from there. And I just love it. Like, it's food's amazing. Who doesn't love food? Absolutely. and, And kind of if you think about, like, as a society, everything that we kind of do is pretty much surrounded by food so like if you go to a wedding it's about kind of the celebration and you have food yeah. if you go to someone's birthday you go out for dinner or if someone gets a new job you go and celebrate and mm-hmm. go out for dinner so kind of having that being able to have flexibility in kind of what you're eating without having like massive over restricted diets I think is so important for Absolutely. people and I love how you've got been through this journey yourself and then now you can impart that knowledge onto people because you kind of maybe get people that have kind of trained in it and but actually haven't been on that journey definitely so then they can't you can't be relatable to people then can you because you can't give them your experience and and be empathetic and to people that are going through similar journey to you so that's really good and it's not do you know what it's like people think it's about being perfect and I can't eat this and I can't eat that and I and it's not, it's really not about no. perfection because you've got to have a, like a life around that and kind of that understanding or that realisation of actually what I eat does kind of impact the rest yeah. of my life really no, without overthinking it too much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's all about balance. No, absolutely. So I bet you kind of came across loads of myths and loads of fad diets when you were doing it. So we'll, yeah. we'll, shall we talk about some of those? So like, I mean, cravings, let's start talking about those because obviously you're, you're pregnant. Yes. You're eight and a half months pregnant. I am, ready so to bet, pop. Yeah, I bet you've had loads of cravings. Over. Tell have. us about the most exciting ones Ooh. or odd ones. So I think at one point I just thought, am I ever going to stop eating? Because I literally <laughs> just couldn't stop. I was just like insatiably hungry. And I, do you know what? I just kind of went with it. I was just like, I'm hungry, but I'd like eat my dinner. I'd be like, right, what else can I eat now? (laughs) And I was like, this can't continue. And I think just naturally my hormones just kind of like leveled out. Yeah. But is that your Um, body telling you you need that extra food? Like does cravings say, right, fancy a bag of crisps in the evening? Yeah. Does that mean my body needs it? So it's probably two different things. Like when you're pregnant, you've obviously got loads of other stuff going on, but kind of normal day to day, I would say a lot of those cravings are formed out of habits. Right. Okay. So interesting. I would, we've all been there, kind of kids have gone to bed, you've had yeah. a really busy day, you sit down, you're like, oh, right, what can I have? <laughs> what's and my reward? Yes. Yes, absolutely. What's my reward? So kind of we form those habits and we kind of go, right, okay, the kids are in bed or whatever, the, you've had a busy day, you've managed to sit down and 
I'm going to treat myself and have those biscuits or those chocolates or crisps mm. or whatever I'm going to have. And some of it is kind of sugar craving. So the more sugar that we have, our bodies do crave more of it. So some mm. of it is that. But I would say the majority of kind of those choices that we make is formed out of habits. And I always kind of like when I talk in my kind of like nutrition sessions or even kind of with one to one clients as well is it's kind of like oh I just can't help it I just need to eat that chocolate at the end of the day and and you can have those things but I suppose you need to just ask yourself actually is that getting you closer to if you've got a goal where you want to be yeah Yeah. definitely you could replace that with a different habit I suppose couldn't you absolutely and that's what I say and I think sometimes people are like right what's the big (laughs) kind of like how do I stop doing this I need the what is big kind of like surprise that you're going to tell me (laughs) and actually sometimes it is like you said Kerry like you need to change those habits so it might be that you know that once you've kind of done everything you need to do for the day you sit down and then you go to the kitchen and you get your biscuits or your crisps actually you need to just sometimes just do something different and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's as simple as that so whether it's go for a 10 minute walk or actually go to another room and go and do something even for 10 minutes taking yourself away from that situation of where you would normally start to kind of maybe overindulge or we've all been there when we've had a big bag of crisps and you put yeah, your hands in and you're like going. where they all got and you're yeah. like oh god I've eaten them all <laughs> we've all done it but yeah definitely it's around filling your time with something else I've never ever heard anyone say that before that is like <laughs> this is brilliant this is why it's so, so important to like yeah. talk about this because just yeah. different things but then it's creating that new habit, I yeah. suppose, isn't it? And I would say as well, like kind of like creating those habits and not kind of, it doesn't have to be perfect. No. It really doesn't have to be perfect. So maybe you have, you sit and have four chocolate biscuits every night. Yeah. Okay, why don't you just have two and just kind of build it like that rather than going, right, that's it. I'm never eating that again. You do it for a couple of nights and then you're like, oh, I really fancy one of those. If you're used to having four, it might take you a certain amount of time. So maybe you can have like two Rivitas and yeah. two, and that's a bit healthier. Yeah. you can kind of like stagger Definitely. you have it can you or th- I mean you can still have those kind of sweet treats but just maybe think about okay so as I said like most people I speak to they want to focus on actually being healthier and losing weight okay so is there something else that you can have like you can do loads of like cool things with like food there's like little mousses that are like under 100 calories you can yeah. stick them in the freezer and they're like ice cream so if you'd like an ice cream in the evening yeah. do things like that <laughs> but yeah definitely replacing rather than completely taking away is yeah. a good idea and actually just you know what sometimes you just need to go and do something else because it's boredom as well no absolutely um, so yeah that kind of after evening um kind of yeah I'm gonna have that reward it is habit forming it's definitely habit forming no absolutely so I always think about metabolism as well because people often blame them with metabolisms don't they say for example if they're trying to lose weight so do people have certain different types of metabolisms like fast and slow yeah and how can we change it does anything affect your metabolism so yeah I suppose the answer to your question is yes everyone's got different metabolisms yeah but I would always say is don't waste your time on things you can't control right okay so what the things that you can control around your metabolism and your what you're eating, your nutrition, your weight, your energy levels, or things like that are things like how active you are during mm-hmm. the day. So kind of like your normal day to day activity. So how many steps do you get in? How far away from from the shop do you park? Do you dance around the kitchen when you're making <laughs> dinner? Like are you running around with kids? And the other one is kind of like your energy intake. So what food you're actually eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the amount of food that you're having as well and then also what exercise you're doing because we can kind of start to think oh yeah my metabolism's not very good and oh yeah someone's told me my metabolism is really awful so we start to believe that and then actually the thought of it becomes the hard part of losing weight or losing fat so I would say don't overcomplicate it don't overthink fat loss it's the actions that will get you to your goal yeah think about the things you can control that's a really good tip as well and I would say genetics do have an impact on weight loss but it's kind of not in the way that we think it's more if you're told something you start to believe that and you start to behave in a different way so interesting you start to kind of think you make an excuse oh I I haven't lost any weight because my metabolism is really bad actually if anyone is eating in a calorie deficit you will lose fat regardless of what your metabolism is so mm-hmm. we've all got that friend who can eat what they want don't doesn't work out 
they're really thin all of that kind of stuff but but are they healthy because you say about you think people are healthy when they look slimmer but you obviously got people that are maybe a little bit bigger but they're still fit and healthy aren't they does that make a difference can you be healthy and fit and be any size yeah definitely and I think a lot of it is about kind of like how you feel and kind of like how much energy you have but also okay right if you're really overweight that's not going to be healthy if you've got a really high BMI you struggle to exercise because of your weight and things like that there's no kind of getting away from the fact that that's not healthy for you Mm -hmm. but we've all got we all know those people that kind of maybe eat a lot of processed junk food and things like that so they might appear healthy but you don't know what's going on inside so things like their gut health might not be particularly good so that's kind of like all your digestive system and things like that but I would definitely say kind of like your metabolism and kind of how that kind of affects kind of any weight loss I would definitely say don't don't put too much kind of thought into it actually if you're doing all the right things then you will get to where you need to be and if you're eating less energy so less kind of food less calories than you're expending so exercise etc then you will be in that fat loss kind of area and everyone has a different kind of number that kind of is right for them someone who's a lot smaller probably doesn't need to might not need to eat as many calories but again everyone's individual yeah and what you put into your body is a form of self-care isn't it so if you're putting processed foods into your body you might think oh i can get away with it but you're not looking after yourself it is a form of of self-care do you agree yeah a hundred percent absolutely so i think what we put into our bodies is 100% self-care and I think we've all everyone's kind of like where you go kind of off like you kind of start maybe eating not very well like do the takeaways lots of processed food and stuff and then it's the kind of the knock-on effects of that so you might start to feel a bit sluggish you kind of start to make less good choices about maybe if you're going to exercise mm-hmm. and then that kind of thing about oh I've had this I don't know maybe you had something really bad for breakfast and you're like oh well the rest of the day is all kind of written off but yeah yeah, I think what we put into our bodies is so important and it is definitely a form of self-care and actually our bodies are like incredible things aren't they if you think everything they do like we should be nourishing them with goodness and I'm not saying it has to be again it doesn't have to be perfect not 100% of the time no definitely not but But the majority yeah Yeah. majority of the time I think it is important I think and I definitely found as I've got older it just becomes more apparent I think you don't have the kind of the luxury of kind of being like younger and thinking oh yeah I can kind of eat what I want I've got loads of energy and things like that Mm. but I definitely think for me personally when I eat better and I do all the kind of like good things like make sure I drink lots of water I Mm. get really good sleep all of that kind of stuff I can just feel a difference in myself and actually in my mental health as well. And what we eat is just as connected to our mental health as it is to our physical health as well. And I think we forget that sometimes. Definitely. And what about another form of mindfulness? Like when you're eating, you you can kind of eat a bit slower. You can be mindful about what you're eating and think about the textures and the smells. That's quite a nice activity to do. Oh, definitely. We've done the taste test thing with like the kids who go like, right, taste this, close your eyes, taste this. But yeah, as like food is there to be enjoyed. And I think we, a lot of us have really busy lives. We're always on the go. And, and, I'm as guilty probably as the next person of kind of like rushing to eat something, Mm. grabbing lunch on the go. But being mindful about what we eat definitely has a positive impact. So that can, that's kind of like, if you think about your gut and your your brain are constantly talking to each other. So your gut, they say it's like your second brain, basically. Uh So Is that where you get the nerves? Yeah. Those sort of... Yeah, yeah, it's linked, yeah it? definitely so when people say oh, I've got really bad gut feeling for this yeah. it is your you're kind of like so everywhere kind of like from your esophagus down to your bowel is like your gut everything yeah. to do with your digestion and your gut health is linked to your mental health as well but when you're kind of eating mindfully it gives your body a chance to go oh okay oh here's some food oh it's really lovely oh actually I'm full now and so if you're not eating mindfully it can lead to overeating which can obviously can lead to weight gain and also not feeling satisfied as well because you almost don't register what you've eaten like I mean we've all wolfed down like (laughs) a a chocolate bar or something and you're a bit like oh I could eat that again Mm. because you kind of almost haven't registered registered. so yeah definitely and and also like making it a, a nice like food is there to be enjoyed so like making sure like that you're 
if you can have like meals as a family together I think Mm. that's really important and it's really important for like children to kind of see good kind of nutritional behaviors from their parents so actually like having that as a real kind of like sociable time as well so rather than being stuck on your phone or watching tv and you're like oh I've eaten my dinner and oh it's gone now type thing I'm still hungry if you're chatting over dinner that probably makes you eat a bit slower as well doesn't it yeah definitely is it true then if you eat slower you might find that you'll fill up quicker yes as well and you might stop eating yeah definitely and that's that kind of that gut and brain connection where it kind of goes all right okay I've had time to kind of digest what you're giving me give me some food amazing thank you very much (laughs) and then kind of saying right I'm full and and I think as well like if you go out for dinner and things you think I a lot of the time you think I eat the whole plate and probably if you kind of think about it and ask yourself actually did I need to eat the whole plate or was I just eating it because it was there yeah again it's that mindfulness and I'm always the last to finish when I go for dinner because I'm always chatting the most I'm always like rabbit 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 and then everyone else has finished and I've still got a whole plate full (laughs) I do that I do it at home as well and the kids like mummy can you hurry up and I'm like (laughs) Hang on, I've been sorting you lot out and I've only just sat down a minute ago. But yeah, definitely. And and as I said, like enjoy the food that you're eating. It's mm. there to be enjoyed. Not to, I mean, don't get me wrong, sometimes you do have to grab things on the go. Yeah. But again, if your majority of the time is you're being mindful about what you're eating and you will probably make better choices then as well about actually what you're gonna eat. No, definitely. That's really good. Yeah, I'm quite good at sitting down at dinner with everyone and we kind of have a little chat and at breakfast I feel like I'm always on the go and but I need to make more of an effort I think and actually sit down and eat breakfast yeah with everyone I do eat it but I kind of eat it whilst I'm making everyone else's so that's my aim I think it's good to have it it's like it's good to have an aim but I mean mornings are hectic I mean you've got two young boys as well it's it's hectic making sure they've got all their bags their coats their shoes their homework and stuff so absolutely yeah speaking of the kids I mean, when they were younger, you've got two as well. We've got three, a third on the way. Yeah. Not three on the way. <laughs> no, not definitely not three on the way. A third on Maybe the way. Maybe panic then. <laughs> so obviously we've, we're used to being a bit sleep deprived. Yeah. What are the sleep and nutrition links? Because I always find that if I've had a bad night's sleep, I tend to go for kind of a bit more food. Because, or I might have want some tea and biscuits, a bit more comforting food. Yeah. And I feel like I've got a bit of a hangover if I'm oh, not yeah. sleep. So, I mean, how does the lack of sleep affect hunger, cravings, and even nutritional intake? So, they're all really linked. So, your sleep... If you're if you're feeling tired, I suppose the first thing is that you're probably not going to have the kind of the energy or the brain power to think... Right, I'm going to go look in the fridge. What can I have to eat? So grabbing those things that are quick and easy and that are going to give us that quick kind of sugar rush and burst of energy is kind of almost a bit of a no-brainer sometimes. You think, I just need something and I just don't have the time or the energy to go make something kind of nutritious. So yeah. it is definitely, definitely linked. But again, it's that kind of thing where actually if you are quite sleep deprived, which I'm sure I'm going to be very soon... <laughs> And, don't, and I love a little tea and biscuits. Like yeah. they're like they they're great, and my kids do as well. I've got them into probably quite a bad habit. <laughs> do they with drink that. tea as well. The no, kids? they just dip no. the biscuit in, oh, and they they? Leave, yeah. there they leave the tea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, having again, it's about making those those habits, and it is all about habit forming. So actually, knowing, thinking, right, I'm I'm like a bit sleep deprived, but I'm just going to make that little bit of an effort to make sure that I'm going to give myself something nutritious that's going to actually give me energy for a sustainable amount of time. And again, it, it, sometimes it's knowing what to eat is hard because not everyone necessarily knows that. And sometimes people take that for granted that, oh yeah, I know all the great food that's going to make me feel good and give me loads of energy. And I would say as well, like if you're the person that does your shopping, like you're in control of what you buy as well. So mm. kind of being that little bit prepared is always is a really good thing to do and kind of like maybe like some of that like planning to think right actually what are the snacks that I can have in the house that I know are going to make me kind of feel good that's true we actually buy the food I know don't we? yeah definitely <laughs> and it's, it's, it's yeah. again I think when you've got kids as well you have all those kind of like little goodies and things yeah. like that for them and you're like oh I'll just grab one of those but it is hard when you're tired but again it's kind of goes back to that self-care kind of question that, well, like, that we were talking about is actually is kind of having that half a packet of biscuits really going to make me feel like I need it to or is yeah. it going to give me that quick kind of comfort 
And then actually in half an hour, I'm probably going to have to go make some more food again because I'm still going to be hungry. Definitely. So kind of a bit of time saver as well. If you, yeah, it's like. actually being mindful and, and aware that yeah. I'm sleep deprived today and being aware of that and then kind yeah. of making those conscious choices. Definitely. It? And also kind of like days. going back to that mental health thing, like it's when you're sleep deprived or you are really tired, it makes your day hard. It mm-hmm. makes it really hard. So almost thinking about what are those things that I can make it a little bit easier for myself okay being organized about what you're eating and making sure you've got some good alternative like healthier things in that you know that you can go and grab on the go and things yeah. like that as well you do need things on the go that you can just get can't you yeah you definitely get healthy versions of yeah. them can't you how about memory and nutrition links is it a myth that certain foods are good for the brain such as fish and what's the science behind it? How can we improve our memory? We're all getting older, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are indeed. <laughs> yeah, so again, it comes back to actually just making like those kind of basics of eating like really good whole foods, eating food as kind of close to its natural state as possible and kind of cutting out as much processed food as possible. And I think a lot of the kind of things about like whether it's weight loss, whether it's about memory, whether it's about kind of like your sleep, they're also interconnected. And the answer is normally eat kind of whole foods, nutritious foods that are kind of on the back of the packets that hasn't got a load of ingredients you literally can't even pronounce. But yeah, and I think it is important to think about kind of like our longer term health, like people live longer now. But also I was kind of doing some um, some reading the other week about actually how much your gut health is linked to kind of like living longer as well. Oh, okay. And they kind of like the, all the different bacteria and things that you have within your gut mm-hmm kind of impacts how long that you live as well so actually there's like some studies on people that like lived to a hundred and they had a whole range of kind of different bacteria I mean gut health's a whole nother kind of yeah whole new whole new new realm but I would definitely say like eating fish you've got lots of omega-3s and vitamins and minerals in there but Mm -hmm. things like salmon salmon's such a great fish to eat that's like the one of your best ones that you can have but okay again it's just about eating well well balanced yeah definitely brilliant so in terms of diets we've said about eating a well-balanced diet is the best thing we can do so what are your thoughts you have touched on this before Faye. what are your thoughts around restrictions and diets do you think they're problematic for certain people i know that a few years ago weight watchers announced that it plans to offer free memberships to teenagers in the u.s and what do you think about that and diets in general so like being on a diet first of all is pretty miserable anyone who's been on a diet probably doesn't end up feeling particularly great and over restriction normally leads to kind of a a binge restrict cycle so where you kind of you spend a a period of time whether that's a couple of days a couple of weeks really being like over restrictive about what you're having depending on what diet you're following what kind of what's the kind of the fad diet of the time and then because it's not sustainable, it all kind of gets too much for people. And then lots of people, not saying everyone, but lots of people then go into that kind of binge, kind of like, oh my gosh, I haven't eaten any of this for ages. Oh, I'm going to eat all of it. And then what tends to happen is that you're, you're kind of all the good work, as we kind of, I say in inverted commas, <laughs> it kind of all just disappears because you're, it's just not sustainable for people. So I'm very much of the mindset of actually making small changes to your to kind of what you're currently doing and building on those is a much better way to go rather than being like, right, I'm on a diet. I think, yeah, you're, it's just more sustainable for people. Just stops to, that overeating yeah. as well. And things like, when you're on a diet you might think oh I can't go and do that because I'm on a diet or my friends are going out for dinner I can't do that because I'm on this diet so then it starts to impact kind of like your social life or your life and again that can start to impact your mental health Mm -hmm. and funny enough a lot of the kind of people I talk to actually have said to me I I didn't have a bad relationship with food until I went on a diet. Oh, really? Yeah, because, and I suppose there's so many different diets out there that you kind of get, it's a bit confusing about kind of what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. But, and I always, always say you're better off kind of eating, you've got to be in a calorie deficit to be losing weight. I say 1800 calories a day rather than a crazy one of saying I'm only going to eat 1200 calories a day because it's just not sustainable and then you're going to be tired you're probably going to be a bit grumpy 
And yeah, and that can, if you're kind of really under restricting and being on a diet, it can lead to disordered eating as well. So, which is, again, it's not necessarily an eating disorder like anorexia or bulimia, but it's, you kind of become so fixated on, I can't have this and I can't have that. Yeah. But it's, it's not sustainable. No, then, is it's it? not. Like and it, it is yeah. hard. It is yeah. really hard. And um, kind of your, your activity kind of levels and your, let's say, like your how much you're eating, your food choices and your exercise, they're the things to really focus on rather than thinking, well, I can only eat cabbage soup for for the whole of the day. Like that's just a miserable life to lead, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. But I'm sure, I mean, there's so many people have kind of have done that and that kind of like tracking your progress through a diet as well. Like people kind of just jump on the scales and go, oh, I've lost two pounds. Oh, yeah. I've worked really hard. Why have I not lost any weight? Yeah. And there's so many things that kind of impact that. Sometimes it's hard to get your head round yeah. those kind of things and I suppose when you jump on the scales it could be different at different times of the day as well oh, can it? definitely yeah. like so and especially like as women like your hormones can play yeah. a part in that how much sleep you've had mm. how much stress you've got in your life as well um how much water you've had if you've been to the toilet or not like all of those kind of things have a play of impact so whenever I say to people when people say right okay I really want to focus on actually being healthy and I need to I want to lose some weight is actually that they look at almost like that whole holistic view of their progress. So, yeah, the scales is is there as a tool, but you've got things like taking your pictures. So that's a great yeah. thing to do, like just standing in your bra and your pants or just your pants, whatever you feel comfortable with, taking some pictures is a great, especially when you're exercising as well, because then you can really start to see a difference in the change of shape of your body but your yeah. weight might stay similar especially if you're exercising you're building muscle yeah does muscle weigh more than fat is that right it does yeah, yeah. so i think things like that so uh, yeah i would always say if you're wanting to track your progress on kind of a weight loss journey or fat loss journey i would say weigh yourself take pictures do your measurements and kind of track how you feel as well like yeah. how much energy do i have like am i like do i feel a bit down or am i do i feel all right all of those things are super just as important yeah as, how as you feel other. is is massive isn't it that's Definitely. really important so yeah obviously people do think about diets and some people have even cut out carbohydrates haven't they yeah. the atkins diet like that was a real fad a while ago yeah. wasn't it and so we know carbohydrates obviously part of the well-balanced diet but you get the difference between the fast and the slow releasing carbohydrates what is the difference between those so you've got kind of things like your white bread your white pasta so they're they're kind of like fast releasing so they basically carbs are there to for your energy so you do need carbs you can cut up carbs if that's your choice to do that but again it's very individual I think I did that many years ago yeah and yeah I think I, I lost weight doing that but I probably didn't have enough energy and things like that but again having those restrictions I prefer now to eat in a way that I can just kind of eat generally what I like a little mm. bit of everything is better yeah. for me personally the fast one is the white bread. Yeah. So then the slow releasing, is that all the whole grain? Yeah, that's carbohydrates. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when people say, oh, I, I can't eat white bread, I've got to have brown bread because that's yeah. much healthier for you. If you kind of put them side by side, calorie wise, yeah. there's not much difference. No. Um, there's slightly more sugar in white bread, which means that your body basically digests it a lot quicker and that sugar goes out into your kind of like your bloodstream so you get that kind of um, instant energy yeah whereas kind of like your more of your whole grain and like your brown breads and brown pasta and things that will have a slower, slower releasing so when people say oh yeah like white bread's really unhealthy it's not necessarily really unhealthy but it's going to give you a different kind of outcome and once you kind of know that you can start to make again better choices about actually having that piece of white toast I'm probably going to be hungry in half an hour as if I have a piece of brown toast right I might not be as hungry so quickly even simple changes like that make all the difference yeah definitely and then what about vitamins and supplements I mean heard people take vitamin c and vitamin d in the winter even doctors I think have said that's a good idea to do but should we be taking vitamins and supplements so I would say probably it's very individual so but I would definitely say if you're not getting the right nutrients from the food that you're eating then I personally don't see anything wrong with having vitamins and supplements I take some myself Mm. Um, pre-pregnancy I used to take vitamin d zinc vitamin c things like that so yeah I don't think there's anything wrong and actually as I said sometimes it is hard to get 
everything we need from the food that we're eating and for different reasons one maybe we're short on time we're not that prepared it's like we don't have enough time to kind of like get organized and things so yeah I would say if you feel like you're lacking in something um, I wouldn't go out and buy every vitamin under the sun yeah I mean you can get your kind of like multivitamins and things like that but there's probably specific ones that you might need to fill the gap in yeah isn't there but you can also have too much of things as well so that's something just to be mindful of so you can overdo it with with some vitamins and they've all got their different kind of side effects that you would start to see so if you're taking any vitamins I would just say just make sure you know what you're taking and what it's going to do for you Um, but yeah absolutely I mean I take a a really good like gut health supplement okay and that's just a kind of give me that little bit of boost and things yeah, obviously extra at the moment, help in that yeah area. and at yeah. the moment I take pregnancy vitamins kind of yeah I, d- I don't see anything wrong with taking vitamins yeah. I've been taking vitamin d because I just feel like it gives me a bit more energy through the winter and also because yeah. we're wearing sun cream more aren't we now yeah trying to keep our skin yeah. <laughs> but no so yeah we're, we're using sun cream on the kids as well more yeah. aren't we so is there like an increase in rickets as well because we're using more sun cream because they're not getting the vitamin d as much do you know what i don't actually know but i would always kind of promote that kind of healthy lifestyle of being outside as much as possible and i mean i've had like especially when you're kind of like working from home now and things like that i know that sometimes i'm like right i haven't really been out apart from the school run i need to go and get some fresh air and things and and I suppose it's good to kind of think about the boost that that kind of gives you. But yeah, yeah vitamin D is is great. And having, being outside, and, and again, it just promotes that healthy lifestyle of yeah. being active outside. So again, I would say it's not necessarily about overthinking things too much, but just doing those things that you know will make you feel good. Yeah, those little changes. Yeah. Yeah, because like you say, people working from home more, aren't they, with ever since COVID? They're probably not even as much yeah, sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Or just um, travelling to the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> just back and forth. Is there anything else in there that I can yeah. eat and things like that? So, but yeah, I, I think that kind of healthy lifestyle is a thing to focus on mm. rather than I think sometimes we get really embroiled in the nitty gritty of things yeah. and the latest kind of fad that's coming out yeah. or the latest thing that the news is talking about but those fundamental things about kind of eating whole foods making sure you get your fruit and vegetables you're drinking enough water you're getting enough sleep and you're being yeah. active getting out and about they will give you a really good kind of basis for mm. feeling good. We've got a lovely sunny day today. And you can actually get some vitamin D in the winter yeah, when, when you've got a nice bright sunny day, can't yeah, you? But it is so, funny yeah, but it's funny. being out and about as much as you can. And when it is sunny, it does make everyone happier, it does. doesn't it? You can just feel that little spring in everyone's step, can't yeah. you? Like the sun's out. No, definitely. Salt and sugar. Are they bad or can we have them in certain amount of doses? What can we have with salt and sugar? So I would always say, so I did a little bit of that. I went into the school and did like a, a little talk on sugar intake with some of the kids. And I did this little kind of not experiment, but this little kind of task with them where so nice. I gave them some pictures of different foods, like things like cakes and muffins and sweets and stuff and got them to kind of guess how much sugar was in each of them. And they all really underguessed how much sugar. But then I kind of held up a bag of sugar cubes and I was like, right, this is the equivalent of eating all of that and they were like oh my gosh and they were like oh can we eat the sugar cubes and I was like absolutely (laughs) not I was like no I was like your parents will not be happy with me and it's not good for you but I think yes you can absolutely have too much sugar Mm. and I think it's really important to look at like the hidden sugars in food and think about and it's always quite a good exercise think about because we don't see the sugar in some food that we eat if you were to take the sugar out would you eat that sugar as a whole yeah and when you kind of build that up over the whole course of your day and you think oh my god actually I've eaten so much sugar today Mm. it's not good and again kind of back to that whole foods and choosing not saying don't have any sugar but it's not good for you. Sugar's not good for you. No. I mean, obviously you've got you've got good sugars like in in fruit and things. Okay. And I know some people say, "Oh, don't eat too much fruit because it's got loads of sugar in it." Again, don't overthink it. No, like because that's good sugar. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So okay. actually, if you're going to think about cutting sugar out, I think it's definitely a good thing to do. And you might even have some kind of side effects of that headache, feeling mm. that kind of like bit lethargic, even that almost like hangover type feeling. But yeah, th- there's way too much sugar 
kind of hidden as yeah, well like definitely like yogurts yeah. and like you think oh your kids can have a yogurt actually there's loads of sugar in in there yeah, yeah definitely but again you can have other alternatives so like greek yogurt is a great kind of alternative and you can sweeten that with like some nice berries or yeah. or even like a little bit of honey or something similar to that but i think you can absolutely have too much sugar you can have too much salt as well definitely but i think probably the main issue that we have as probably a society it's definitely sugar it's yeah. too much I think and especially I see it with my kids as well like they, they're just like especially my youngest she's like I'm hungry and I like list all the things like do you want this do you want this and she's yeah. like she just wants a biscuit and I'm just like no so mm-hmm. yeah it's, in my house it's definitely not about perfection <laughs> Um, how often should we eat? I know that when we have the little babies that it's little and often, isn't it? Because they've got smaller stomachs. Yeah. Even the same for, for children. I know you said your youngest always wants a snack. It's the same for mine. It's always like snack, snack, snack. Oh, constant. Yeah. So what about adults? Do you, we have, we tend to have three big meals a day, don't we? And then we might yeah. have some little snacks as well. But do you think we should eat more often, but smaller portions? So I would say it's down to a few different things. So kind of like your lifestyle and how that fits. But I would the other thing to think about is if you're having kind of like three meals a day, but you're really hungry in between them, I would always suggest actually you're probably not eating enough in your three meals because okay. it's leaving you hungry. And then that opens you up to a whole other realm of like unhealthy snacking. So being able to kind of navigate making good choices is sometimes harder, but you can, I would say you can probably be a little bit more in control if you're having three meals a day and you can kind of put a bit more thought into those rather than just grabbing whatever out of the cupboard or grabbing some crisps and things like that. Yeah. So, and that should last you to the next meal. Yeah, definitely. I think as well, like having three meals a day is we're very much guided by right okay it's breakfast time I better have my breakfast it was lunch time I better have my lunch yeah it was dinner time but have my dinner but sometimes you just need to listen to your body okay and I'm sure I don't know if you've ever done it where you think oh it's dinner time I'm gonna have some dinner but I'm not hungry but you still have dinner like because you're like all the time yeah Yeah. (laughs) I don't know I've just eaten that I wasn't hungry but you wake up and have breakfast yeah but some people leave their breakfast till later on. Yeah. So some people do fasting or something. Yeah. Is that a good thing to do where you wait yeah. a bit later and yeah. then have start eating think, a bit later on? So look, I mean, loads of people like really kind of rave about fasting and mm. say that it's, it's done wonders for them. And yeah, again, it's one of those things, if it works for you, great. Yeah. What I think fast, my opinion of fasting actually does, it stops that kind of late night snacking. Uh, so a lot of people will stop eating at, say, seven o'clock, for yeah. instance. And it gives you that seven till whatever time you go to bed, where actually it's really easy to sit down, as we kind of like said about yeah. earlier, to kind of then get your snacks out and mm-hmm it stops that and it gives you that bit of structure. So I would say if you're someone that needs that structure and you need a tool, then it's a great tool to have. Yeah. Um, and But it's not a case of, right, okay, I've got a window to eat. I'm going to eat as much as I can. Right. Okay. Because if you're in a calorie deficit, you will lose fat. And if you're not, you won't. It kind of goes back to that simple kind of formula, if you yeah. like. It's what works for different people. It's not everyone's yeah. going to be the same, are they, with things like that? So hydration, obviously it is, it's nutrition and hydration week. Yeah. So let's talk about hydration. How much should we drink? Is it two litres? And is it different in the summer and the winter? Because for some reason, I always want to drink lots and lots of water yeah. in the summer. Yeah. Because I think I'm busier in the summer. I don't know, outside a bit more. Although we should be outside in yeah. the winter as well. <laughs> but in the winter, I just want a hot cup of tea. We've got a hot cup of teas today. I know. It's yeah, quite warming, big. isn't it? So is that just as good, having a nice cup of tea, as opposed to like a glass of water? I thought we going to say a glass of wine then. Uh. <laughs> I, like, oh. I was like, maybe not on that one. But yeah, so I would, again... I'd say it's different volumes for different people because everyone's a different body shape. Everyone has different activity levels as well. So, but as a kind of a a rough kind of starting point, about one and a half to two litres is a great place to be Mm -hmm. if you're drinking that every day. And as for kind of like things like tea and coffee, so people say they dehydrate you, so it kind of counterbalances. But I would say you'd have to drink a lot of tea and coffee for that to really make a difference. Mm -hmm. You've still got water in there. So 
I would say that it does kind of count. The only thing that I would, I'm quite a big fan of is not starting your day with a tea or a coffee, starting your day with a glass of water or mm. some lemon water or something like that. And that's great for your metabolism. And it's great if you think about that's the first thing you're putting into your body in the mornings. Actually, it kind of helps wake you up. It kind of gets everything going and stuff. So I would definitely, again, that's a great little habit to get into. Even if you put it by your bed before you go to bed at night. So it's just there in the morning. So you wake up like drink your water and then have your tea and coffee i've heard people have hot water with the lemon is that what yeah, you said yeah. yeah that's really so nice that's really good is it in the morning yeah that's really good and that's still your hot sort of comforting drink then isn't it but yeah. it's not your tea and coffee yeah but obviously there's caffeine and um, tea and coffee so if you think about your body as kind of like you want it to be like a well-oiled machine it's just a great habit to get into and and i would say as well whenever i kind of think right i've I've really kind of dipped on my water intake. I just need to drink some more water because it's sometimes you just forget, don't you? You're just like, oh gosh, I've got to the end of the day and what have I actually drunk? Again, if you kind of consistently increase the amount of water that you're drinking, you don't need to go crazy. You don't need to be drinking five litres a day or anything like that. But you will start to find that you will have a little bit more energy. Your digestion will be better. We go to the toilet a bit more regularly. That kind of brain fog as well. Okay. So if you get any of that, you're probably mm-hmm. not drinking enough water. So yeah, water's like really, really important. And again, it's one of those really obvious things that you're like, oh, what? Like, there's no kind of rocket science to it. Actually, yeah. we just need to keep our bodies hydrated. Yeah, a bit like watering a plant. Absolutely. So don't look at my plants because they're all dead. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, mine aren't either. Gavin, my whole Gavin, he's always like Fiona, and I'm like, well, I've kept everyone else alive in the house. Yeah. But- yeah, house plants are not my forte. For sure. No, I can't do those at all. Um, I tend to, I do have a bottle of water that I take to work with me, and I yeah. have it. And I do try and drink it even when I'm not thirsty, just have like little sips. Although I yeah. do find that I do get thirsty because I'm on the phone and things like that. And actually, Jack told me, he's my oldest, who went, when he went to school, his PE teacher said it's actually good if you do drink little sips of water yeah. throughout the day. Is that better than having like a massive glass in one go yeah again I like keeping hydrated I think having a bottle is such a great idea because when I know I know when I've got my bottle yeah I'll drink it more because like yeah. it's just there it's easy but you know if, much you've drunk yeah. then, don't you, by the end of the day and if I'm having to like fill a glass up all the time it just yeah. it sounds really pathetic it's just <laughs> another thing to do isn't it yeah so I would always say to anyone anyone like if you haven't got a nice water bottle go and get yourself one and then just have that with you kind of throughout the day. But yeah, yeah, kind of keeping hydrated through the day. And the kind of your question about that winter and summer. Mm. I mean, it is hotter in the summer, so yeah. you probably do need to drink some more. It depends also how active you are. So if you've done loads of exercise, you've been on the go all day, actually your body will need a little bit more kind of nourishment, a little bit more water. So okay. yeah, again, it's one of those real basics, but it actually makes a big difference. If you kind of almost if you did a little experiment on yourself and you kind of thought, right, okay, I'm going to drink two litres of water every day this week, you would probably notice some differences kind of like in your kind of like overall well-being and things like that. You might need yeah. to go to the toilet quite a bit, but again, that will pass, that you kind of, your body gets used to how much water that you're drinking as well. I like the hot water idea. I might try that because yeah. in the winter, I do always want a hot drink. Yeah, it's so nice, try isn't that. it? Nice yeah. little, and a bit of ginger in it's quite nice as well if you like ginger. So moving on to the different trends that are out there at the moment. So we've got raw food, we've got clean eating. Um, Is there a difference between these sorts of terminologies? Are they trends worth doing and what's the difference between them? Yeah, so I mean, there's always a new trend. There's always a new diet, a new fad. I think you absolutely have to find what works for you. And actually some of these can be quite extreme, I would say. But again, if if you're someone that is kind of wants to just eat raw food then great you probably get loads of nutrients from that and if it doesn't impact on the rest of your well-being and things like that then that's that's fine clean eating yeah absolutely big fan of that because you're kind of cutting out all your sugars or your processed food etc um obviously lots of people are going vegetarian or vegan mm-hmm. and again it's very i would say some are very extreme but you need to find what works for you personally and make sure whatever you do you're getting enough 
nutrients from the food that you're eating so again that's kind of checking in with yourself right what are my energy levels like do I need to take some supplements because actually maybe I've just become vegan and I'm not quite sure how to navigate through that and I would always say if you're going to kind of cut out something make sure that you're if it's something that your body needs make sure that you know where to get that from the other sources as well no definitely because plant-based is really popular at the moment a lot of people are steering towards that aren't they and avoiding meat but I suppose again if you're going to cut out meat you're going to have to see what vegetables have got that particular nutrient yeah definitely but what do you think about plant-based yeah I think it's great um I'm not plant-based myself but the thing I would say is just to be careful that you're not then replacing it with loads of processed food there's obviously loads of alternatives yeah um so like you can obviously get vegan bacon and all that and vegan ham and all of that kind of stuff but just know what's in there I would say because and I think people sometimes have that misconception that because you're vegan you're healthy right and it's not always the case if you're actually just eating a lot of kind of like junk food and processed food and some of that is just making sure that you you kind of educate yourself on where to get the kind of different nutrients from I mean I would say it's great to kind of if you're not vegan or you're you're thinking about like have a few nights a week where you don't have any like meat or okay. and things yeah. like that that's always quite a good thing to a do vegetarians so yeah. that's a good balance actually yeah, isn't it definitely. if you're going to start trying it out and but, it's cheaper as well like yeah. so I mean it's so like, if you can make a meal that's actually doesn't cost a fortune because you've had to buy loads of meat and things mm. like that then meat is expensive it is really expensive isn't it? especially if you're buying local and I suppose but I suppose it is a bit more sustainable isn't it and we yeah. do have to think about the environment so maybe it's yeah. the way we might end up going down that route definitely and do we get enough protein though if, if we're not having the meat do we get enough protein in the veg so that we're having? i would say most people probably don't have enough protein in their diet right so i'm a big kind of like right how much protein you're having yeah and that's a couple of different reasons so protein's great for kind of like if you're exercising kind of helping your muscle repair but it also helps you feel fuller for longer okay. so anyone who's looking to lose like fat or mm. weight is actually that's why people say well I've got, I've got to up my protein intake it's not because protein's going to make you lose the physical weight but it's going to make you feel satisfied for longer yeah. so yeah I would always mm. say that probably most people don't eat enough protein so kind of I would always my kind of advice would be make sure every meal you have has yeah. a decent amount of protein yeah and even if that's a veggie or vegan option almost have that as like what protein am I having and then what kind of vegetables and things am I having and then what carbs and kind yeah. of build your plate people like think that. there isn't protein in vegetables oh there, yeah no there, there is are. Yeah, yeah yeah definitely and kind of like even in like some whole grains and things like that there's protein in there so you just need to I think if you kind of embark on any type of new way of eating just make sure that you you kind of understand kind of where you get all your different nutrients from brilliant so if people are thinking after listening to this podcast they want to try a plant-based diet maybe think about drinking more water or just generally want to eat more healthy have you got any tips for making changes yeah so I can't I read a book a while ago I can't remember what it was called but it was about forming habit so I would say the first thing to do or not to do is go all out and say right change everything at once yeah yeah don't do that I mean some people can and some people are great they have that consistency they can do that but I would say kind of having making those habits and it's called like habit building so for instance if you think right okay actually like my mornings they just they just don't flow very well I kind of set myself up and I'm just not it kind of sets me off on a bad path is actually maybe think my 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 first habit I'm going to do is I'm going to wake up 10 minutes earlier and do a 10 minute meditation before the rest of the house wake up yeah and then to support that afterwards I'm going to drink my glass of water that I'm going to have left by my bed so you're kind of building on top of those habits they all kind of form link to each other one thing reminds you to do the other absolutely yeah so that's that would be my kind of my big piece of advice is think about those small things that you can change that are not going to be completely overwhelming and that's 10 minutes extra of your day yeah isn't it, that you can fit in hopefully yeah definitely and you might not do it every day you yeah. might start off by doing it three times a week and yeah. then build up and yeah. again but just give whatever habit you're starting to put into your kind of your daily routine give it enough time to embed before mm. you go oh that didn't work or okay. that was rubbish 
And then before you start making new changes yeah. as well. But I think embedded. if you want to start eating healthier, it's kind of actually think about another tip is, right, okay, I'm just going to focus on my breakfast this week. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry about rest of my day, but I'm just going to make sure that my breakfast is really healthy and it's keeping me full till lunchtime. I'm not going to feel like I need to snack in between and just focus on that and get that into a good place mm-hmm. and then go, right, okay, next I'm going to focus on my dinner. And then actually I'm going to, there's a couple of different recipes that I have. I'm going to focus on actually like being able to make those quite easily and just do that a little bit at a time. I think we just need to be kind to ourselves sometimes yeah. rather than going, right, I'm going to do all of this. And all then it's, it's yeah. over, it can be overwhelming, I think. Yeah, that's really good. Really good tip. Because willpower is just, sometimes you just think, oh, I just haven't got the willpower to change my diet or do this that and the other but if you think about it as those little small changes that really makes a difference definitely and I think as well I think we all want that instant kind of gratification we all want right okay I've I've done really well today why like what's going on but I would always and I always kind of talk about the fact that there's a big difference between willpower and consistency Mm -hmm. so we all think that people with great people that have I don't know done a really good diet or they've changed kind of like their lifestyle or or even kind of you think about that a top athlete you think oh they must have great willpower to get up every day train all day eat consistently probably to a real specified plan but actually what probably gets them through and gets them kind of motivated each day is their consistency so they're two completely different things so almost forget about your willpower just think about being consistent and that and it's that end goal as well they've got that end goal we've all got goals yeah we all think well i want to be fit for the kids i want to play football with them definitely I want to take up a new hobby. Yeah. So there's always, I think everyone's got like a dream or a goal that yeah. they can think, I want to be healthy for that particular yeah. thing. And I think that's a really good point, Kerry, because, and that's one of the things that I do in kind of my uh, work with Aspire is, is getting people to understand their why. And sometimes people are like, oh, it's so airy fairy. Like, what do you mean my why? I just want to be, I just, I just want to feel better. Yeah. But actually really understanding why you're making those changes will help you be consistent on those days when it's hard and uh, where you think, oh, do you know what? I could just eat that massive piece of cake or actually I really can't be bothered to exercise today. And reminding yourself why you've, you've made that decision to go down that path will keep you on track rather than your willpower. Because yeah. no one's got willpower consistently no. 24-7. And if they have, they maybe they need to bottle up and sell it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they'd, they'd be a millionaire. They would. Um, do you think the increase in more people complaining of feeling more fatigued, bloated, digestion issues, do you think it's down to changes in diets over the years we've got more processed foods haven't we and fast foods additives preservatives yeah what do you think yeah definitely if you think if you go back probably hundreds of years people like I mean obviously things have come on quite a long time but actually people eat quite a basic diet yeah and then over the over time we, we do have access to lots of processed food like you said that's got all sorts of things in and sometimes you look at the back of like food packets and you're like what the hell is that tastes nice so I'll just eat it but yeah I think what we have what we eat has a direct impact on how bloated we are how much energy we have so again it's kind of going back to that right okay what am I actually eating and is it making me feel good it makes me feel good for a moment so that um, takeaway that I got or the fast food that I've eaten all the chocolates it's made me feel good for that minute but actually half an hour later I feel really bloated and horrible and it's realizing that and making the choice of thinking I don't want to feel like that and having something different I think is really it's an important thing there's a direct impact in the food that we eat and how active we are to Mm -hmm. kind of how we feel and potentially some illnesses as well especially things around like mental health I mm-hmm. think is I mean gosh over the last couple of years that's just kind of like a whole new world really isn't it and mm. it's much more prevalent that so many people suffer with mental health issues from very different ends of the scale from kind of like mild anxiety to full, full-on depression yeah. and I do think food like nutrition and, and exercise and how active we are plays a, a really big impact on that and it's funny actually because I've spoken to a few doctors who they kind of say, oh, I don't want to be prescribing pills to people because yeah. they have side effects of yeah. different sorts. And actually, sometimes it just masks 
the problem rather than actually dealing with it. But yeah. it's that kind of thing, actually. If we start to do things in our life that make we know that make us feel good and we can kind of do that consistently as I kind yeah. of spoken about like consistently kind of through here yeah. yeah and but I guess that's not always easy for people no. so if people are extremely overweight if people are really depressed it's actually being able to get up and make that choice to go and do some exercise is a really difficult thing but that's why I kind of like being able to offer like things to people for free it's amazing um, yeah I think it almost takes one of those barriers away like oh, I can't yeah. afford to do that yeah. as well so but yeah I definitely think that kind of direct kind of link between kind of like illnesses and and kind of what you eat what you put into your body how active you are I don't think we can get away from that there is a link there even having your timetable of all your free classes on like the GP surgeries or yeah. something would be amazing and in terms of improving people's nutrition, do you think there could be more things in place to help the poorest of families make better choices with food? After all, there's so much cheap, unhealthy food on special offer, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, and we seem to be incentivising people to purchase these foods rather than healthy alternatives, as they're often more expensive. And it's not going to get easier, is it, with the cost of living crisis? And people are simply not going to be able to afford to feed their families. What do you think could be done? Yeah, definitely. And I think some of it is just a bit of education as well. Like some people like actually, they don't know where to start about actually where do I, how do I make a nutritious meal that's not going to cost a fortune? So being able to kind of have access, I mean, the internet is great. You can find loads of recipes that don't cost a fortune. There's websites that are dedicated to kind of like eating on a budget, but sometimes as well we tell ourselves oh that's a that's an easy option but things like batch cooking is great like using slow cooker to make something you can use for a couple of days yeah and um, but yeah the cost of living crisis I think that's I mean god it's all it's all over the place in the news and things so yeah. I do think that there's probably more that we can do to help educate people that actually there is healthy cheaper alternatives I mean in our I do most of my food shopping in Aldi yeah and they always have their kind of their their super five don't they that's yeah. kind of on offer for like eating things that are in season as well they'll be yeah, cheaper, cheaper are they? yeah right. and things yeah. like I mean you can make loads of stuff up like rather than having lots of meat in your diet yeah. you could you could make like a, for instance a curry rather than like a chicken curry you could put chickpeas in there yeah or even kind of like if you're making a like a shepherd's pie or something you can actually put maybe half meat and half like lentils and things like that so you're still getting some mm. of that kind of the texture and the taste that you like but you're bulking it out a little bit more but there's low I would say just kind of try and go online if there's if you want some ideas for some new recipes that maybe are lower cost and just promoting that in the supermarkets rather than promoting all the fast food that all lovely bright colours that the kids are like oh that looks amazing exactly having the sweets by the the tills yeah oh yeah that is really I don't don't know if they do that as much now but there's always like there's something they're like can I have the or like crisps and stuff and you're like no put it back yeah it's always near the tills I think yeah. they made like a little bit of an effort to move it slightly further just away slightly away close. <laughs> I mean Marcus Rashford has been a brilliant ambassador hasn't he for helping poor yeah. families eat healthy we need definitely more people like him absolutely but healthy being healthy should be fun shouldn't it how can people achieve this you have mentioned a few recipes so what inspires you in the kitchen and what's your favorite recipe oh well I have to say I tend to eat quite similar food so like breakfast I'll probably have something quite similar every morning lunch as well yeah and then in the evening again it depends kind of what we're doing like but I I do really enjoy cooking and like do you know what I actually love I love it those like you know when you get a magazine it's got all nice recipes in it I love looking through those you can get some free ones and Tesco's and things like that but I quite like that because you normally get like seasonal foods in there as well, which mm-hmm. kind of help with the cost of things. Okay. But yeah, favourite foods. Do you know, I love things like, sounds really boring, but like roasted veg and fish mm. and things like that. I really enjoy eating stuff like that. And I love a good salad. Yeah. <laughs> with like loads of nice like bits in. But yeah, I would say experiment, get the kids involved. That's always a great way to um, kind of make it a little bit more fun, get them to chop up some stuff yeah. and make them feel involved in kind of what you're doing. That's and just experiment as well um I would kind of have your basics that you know you can you've got your go-to that you know they're quick and easy you know how to make them you don't have to faff around you don't have to buy a million and one ingredients that then get stuck in your back of your cupboard you're never going to use again and then just kind of I'd say experiment find another recipe and think I'll try that one out and kind of go from there really but just have a bit of fun but yeah. yeah 
And there's a few places online where we can get things, isn't there? Um, the NHS have got a website. But I tell you what, I did um, watch on the telly the other day, oh, and that wow. was, it was on BBC, Eat Well for Less. Yes. And they get some great recipes. Yeah. And it's amazing how much money they save. Yeah, definitely. There's even like some Instagram accounts where exactly. like the frugal mum or something like that. And oh, it's right. like they make recipes yeah. for like like two pounds something like wow Wow, how do you get these i mean some of them are probably quite extreme and they kind of get all the the stuff that's about to go out of date and stuff that food is great to eat as well but yeah there's loads of kind of different resources yeah and obviously um, your bournemouth wellbeing experience yeah definitely a whole array of things going on and all the free stuff you've got your schedule yeah all your classes and nutritional workshops so don't forget to check out the bournemouth wellbeing experience online See, you've also got some events coming up, Lulworth Cove, haven't you, where people can book a wellness weekend in spring, summer this year. So tell us more about that. Like a a two-day overnight experience where we just get people to get fully immersed in actually just feeling good. And I always think, who doesn't want to feel a little bit better, even if you're the happiest person? Yeah. So we've got one that's really focused around yoga, meditation, Pilates. And we've got another one that's got some kind of like water sports and some kind of like physical kind of like boxer size and fitness. And then we've got a bit more extreme co-steering and things like that but these are great for people who just want to kind of take a bit of time out of their normal day-to-day routine and give themselves a bit of time to focus on themselves that's amazing Fee thank you so much for coming on the podcast today I'm sure the listeners will take away a lot from this and good luck with the business and keep up the good work thank you so much for having me hopefully I haven't waffled on too much <laughs> no, it's, it's been lovely. really lovely talking to you Kiri thank you. you have a great day thanks thank Fee bye Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you haven't already, please follow Kiri Presents or Inspiring Stories on the podcast platform of your choice. And don't forget to share on the socials if you enjoyed it. Thank you very much and talk to you soon.